0: Hey, it's Jess DeMassa. Thanks for listening to this episode of WTF Health. All this talk about the future of health is brought to you in part by our sponsors, Transparent, OneDrop, Wheel, Pfizer, Vita Health, Newtopia, 120 over 80 marketing, and Bayer G4A. And don't forget, if you want to check out the video version of this interview, head on over to my YouTube channel. That's at youtube.com slash WTF Health. Hey, it's Jessica Damaso with WTF Health. What's the future of health? I am talking to the who's who of health tech and healthcare innovation. And today, I am diving into the big news coming out of Walgreens with one of the companies that it has made a significant investment in, not Village MD. We'll talk to them later. But we are talking to the CEO of CareCentrics, John Driscoll, about Walgreens' investment, the majority investment um, into his company $300 million for a 55% stake of the company, $800 million valuation. John, congratulations on this. Well, cannot you, wait
1: herself. to get the details. We are, we, I am so- Super excited to be here, but let me tell you, this is more about a much bigger story for CareCentrics than for Walgreens. Walgreens is this massive parent making a foundational investment in post acute, but we are absolutely thrilled. I mean, it's a uh, it's a real validation of everything that's happened in the last few years in post acute, and particularly at CareCentrics. Um, it's exciting that they've made a, a big pivot into an investment and commitment to healthcare. No, we're thrilled. I'm I'm, I'm 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 psyched to get into it with
0: you. Oh my God, I can't wait. We, I have so many questions and I was collecting them last week at HLTH too. So this is going to be great. We're going to dive into all of the details. Before we do that though, I hate to assume that anybody is everybody knows everything about every company. So just introduce us really quickly to CareCentrics. We can get into the details about it as we continue to talk and unpack the deal. But introduce us to CareCentrics. Talk about sure. what you guys do.
1: Well, Jessica, thanks for giving us the platform. CareCentrics is the leading independent, provider of post-acute services to health plans and risk-taking doctors and hospitals. Okay. We manage benefits like home health, home infusion, outside of the pharmacy benefit, as well as home DME. And we we have a services platform where we actually manage chronic uh, complex patients with chronic needs across, uh, across you know, the home health and nursing home and palliative care continuum. We actually take all cause readmission risk for 90 days from SNFs and hospitals. You know, our we really have a, a benefit management business that serve, serves health plans and a care traffic control business that actually helps patients heal and age at home. And that's that's and our and that's sort of our mission is to really make sure that that no no patient spends any more time in an institution than they absolutely have to. And we, today we serve health plans, but we're increasingly starting to sign up some hospitals and risk-taking doctors as well, because as we move to value-based care, making sure more care happens at home in the community is so much more part of what's going what's to be part, hopefully, of everyone's future in healthcare.
0: All right. Well, the investment from Walgreens is definitely an indication that you guys are doing something right and that, the, that health is moving increasingly toward the home. So what can you tell us about this Walgreens health strategy from your vantage point. I mean, obviously, we know that the primary care side of things have been unfolding with the Village MD investments from previously, and then them, you know, going in for more. But like, as far as adding your business into the mix and bringing in the post acute care market, the health at home market, like, what is this? What can you tell us about the Walgreens health strategy and how they're looking at this full extension of healthcare services?
1: Well, let me start by saying, you know, we're, we're, we're thrilled and, and I can very much speak for care centrics, not for Walgreens, but as an observer, look, Walgreens has made a big commitment to digital health. That was their, they're very deliberate in their strategy. They make a made a big investment in one of the, the leading value-based managers of primary and specialty care, Village. And I think that the next logical step is post-acute. If you think about that transition of how they will leverage their, their their primary franchise, which is the retail drug franchise, nine thousand locations, largest retail drug uh, company in the United States, one of the biggest companies in the world. To tr- to start making foundational investments in where healthcare is going. If you think about digital, um, vil- what Village is doing in, in in primary care and what we're doing in post acute care, that's where the puck is going in healthcare. Whether it's and it's and it's all about. Lowering costs and improving outcomes, leveraging digital assets, leveraging leveraging doctors and and retail pharmacists, and our and our nurses and our home health network in the field. I mean, I, I just think it, it's it's uh, it's Walgreens not just investing in healthcare assets, but healthcare assets that are all going to grow and be materially important in our new value based you know healthcare system.
0: All right, I want to come back to that side of things, but before I do, I've got to ask you the question that everybody was kind of chattering about with these with this double deal, right? because um, the news dropped on the same day and everybody, you know, was looking at okay, Village MD, now Walgreens owns 63% of it. Carecentrics, they own fifty-five percent of you. Why not an outright acquisition? It's not like they don't have the money. So, like oh, no, what? I mean, I-
1: Well, again, and speaking from the care centric
0: -centric side, (laughs) from the
1: care centric side, I think that what's really what is impressive about their new CEO, Roz Brewer, uh, their big investor, uh, Stefano Pacino, all the folks we've been exposed to, the the Walgreens team, they consciously want to get it right. And by making a deliberate stair step um, uh, set of investments where we are kind of dating and engaged, and then we get married in the end. It's 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 it, it's a more natural progression for what mother what otherwise might be looked at as an unnatural act, where you know you take you take a you know the best performing you know uh, pharmacy retailer to, to pivot into healthcare. They are very deliberately working with with models that they know are going to scale and work with people they trust as they build that out, and they're going to make I I think more investments and and. And invest more in both of us to make sure that we can grow to maximum scale. But I just think it's a deliberate strategy to learn while we grow.
0: That's unusual for an inco- like a big healthcare organization. So it's like we had to ask, had to ask. Thank you for giving us an answer on that.
1: <laughs> I hope I hope I'm right, but I, I will tell you that they couldn't be more thoughtful about how they think strategically and ha- and deliberate. But these okay. are these are foundational investments, Jessica, in in new models. And that's what's exciting, is you're also seeing them move very quickly to models that can truly transform care. I mean, we can dramatically reduce the amount of days people spend in hospitals and nursing homes. Village can dramatically lower the cost and improve outcomes in what they manage. You think about what that's going to mean in a health in a, in a healthcare system that needs to be on a budget. And frankly, Costs too much and does too little. I mean, just in our post-acute area, it's seventy-five billion dollars of opportunity, and it's unmanaged. And so, I think that they're these are these are these are really big moves for a uh, for a a company that could really, if they continue to invest, really help kind of transform that arc of healthcare.
0: In that arc of healthcare, have you been exposed yet to the Village MD people? Do you have any idea how you guys are going to be integrated with them through Walgreens?
1: You know, I, I, I think they've been very careful not to use the word integration, but we're ah. definitely going to coordinate and work with them. It's a natural, Jessica. Today, we work with doctors to help coordinate. You know, post acute is what happens to you when you leave the hospital. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and so when you think about who we're actually, when we think, think about our role as kind of care traffic control, working through our systems, our home bridge system, we are often taking information and feeding information back to doctors and doctors' offices, so that they, so that the patients get the, the right care at the right price when they need it, and it's. They're surprised and delighted when it works well. We're there when it doesn't work well, and we are are, 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 are naturally coordinating with hospital discharge, uh, discharge folks as well as primary care docs. And in some cases, actually won a very large, uh, regional blue recently. And one of the things they wanted to talk to were the doctors that weren't employed. Employed by us, but that we coordinated with. What's exciting about the village transaction is you could see a future where they we will be not sort of seamlessly working with patients that they're already managing and helping make sure that nothing goes wrong after they leave the doctor's office or leave the hospital. There's just so much more we can do around the home. And I think that villages, village, because they take risk and are and are and are working with complex Medicare and Medicaid patients. Uh, there's there, there's a ton of opportunity, but as of right now, it's sort of all it's sort of an all in a kind of TBD future state.
0: Sure, of course. So, okay, let's talk about what we do know, because you guys have some great outcomes at Carecentric. And so I want to actually talk more about that $75 billion opportunity here in the post-acute care space. You guys have phenomenal results, like reduction in cost of care for patients is like 20%. And one of the things that I even saw in this press release um, about the Walgreens um, investment was the fact that you guys can help them kind of bridge the relationship with payers in a different way. What can you te- What can you tell us, John, about like, about this side of it, about your business model, and how this is going to be a real asset moving
1: forward? Well, I think that what, what's exciting for the health plans, because I've spoken to all my clients and a number of my prospects, is the opportunity to actually leverage all of that that potential for local care that the pharmacies represent, you know, a, a, a typical a um, uh, patient will visit a pharmacy four to four to eight or twelve times a year. Now you re- you rarely go to see your doctor that frequently. Uh, a pharmacist is a is a is 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 probably the most respected, least considered part of the healthcare ecosystem. And then when you think about what we can do, we're, we're Walgreens has historically, I would imagine, most of their relationships. Or on the pharmacy side, because that's what they do, yeah. where we, we are relevant to the, the, the leaders of Medicare and Medicaid, um, the parts of the health plans that are focused on dual eligibles. We are in the payment flow because we're actually managing the benefit uh, for a home health, home DME, and, and home infusion. So we're in the cash part of the benefit and sort of the general contractor from a risk perspective around managing stiff and home health and, and readmissions. And so we're, we're actually touching health plans, health plan leadership in many different places. And in some cases, we are well upstream of where the cash and the risk is actually being managed. That I think is gonna, I think we can help um, the Walgreens actually find better ways to connect to all of the other places where pharmacy and pharmacy services uh, can be relevant to uh, to uh, to Walgreens, but also from a health plan perspective, be that connective bridge and say, how about we consider leveraging pharmacies, um, not Walgreens and others, frankly, because there will we'll be working with um, many other pharmacies as well. And we're not going to be exclusive. Um, how can we actually engage pharmacies as more of a, a local health distribution service and support center? You know the. That We're very excited about what we can do telephonically, what we can do at the point of discharge, and you're right, we've, we've been fortunate enough to have some great outcomes. Avalier did a study last year, and although even though we just managed home health, DME, home infusion, readmissions, and palliative, they found that the all-cause reduction in costs, even after we stopped managing the patient, was 20%, because when you get patients on a better course of care, you get them on the right prescriptions, they understand and are connected to the right doctors, they understand how to access the right parts of the healthcare system, and they, they, they're, they're, they're sort of back, you've, you've, sort of, you've sort of made those orthopedic changes in their care and how they access care, the benefit of that, the lift from a health outcomes and the reduction in health costs is really dramatic. That makes us relevant to health plans at every level. And I think we can help kind of bridge that as Walgreens wants to play a bigger role at reducing costs and improving outcomes in healthcare in general.
0: I love that. And I, 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 I think that we all knew that there was a tremendous amount of cost saving and an improvement in outcomes in you know, care that's delivered in the home, especially post-acute. You know, talk more about that. I think that the light really got the light started to shine on home health as a result of COVID. And I'm curious to know where you think the market is headed now. You know, when we talk about home care, I mean, I feel like the definition of that has even changed from you know end of 2019 to where we are today in 2021. But from your perspective, as somebody who's been in this business, tell us what you're seeing. How has the post acute care market evolved through COVID? And like, what are these opportunities to really make make an impact now is, as home care gets a little bit more, I guess, accepted by incumbents to make an impact on the cost of really? care and also on outcomes. Like John, tell us the, the, the beautiful world, vision of the future.
1: Well, yeah, not just a vision of the future, it's it's happening For now. reality. We're, we're, just, we're just in the early stage. I mean, COVID has shined a very bright light on why it's why no one should spend any more time in a, in a hospital, a nursing room a nursing home or any than ER, then they absolutely need to. Acute care has its place, but it, but it needs to be shrunk. And because people understood the real risk, infection risk of being at one of those facilities, it shone a light on what I think of as care at home. And you're going to see that we we're just in, this is a tectonic shift where the plates have moved. Everyone, the consumers are going to demand it. The payers are going to expect more care at home. And you're starting to see sniff at home models start to explode. You saw a medicist bought Contessa, a wonderful uh, a hospital at home company. We're doing sniff at home as our nursing home care at home, as are others. We're going to be, you're seeing ready responders and dispatch, all these little companies start to emerge. Um, for us, it's great because we're sort of the general contractors. We take the risk, manage the patient and can coordinate them back into the rest of the system. And there's going to be more services that we can provide a year about a, a little over a year ago, we bought a palliative care company because it was a natural extension, of community-based palliative care of what could happen. But what COVID did is it reset the expectations of patients and plans that more, that they, they are open to more alternatives for care in the home. And you see it in telemedicine, remote patient monitoring, and both patients and plans are going to demand it. And the good news from a care centric's perspective is this is sort of what we expected to happen in the future, but the future is coming at us a lot faster than we expected.
0: That's awesome. Well, now you are you are well capitalized to grow, which is awesome for you guys. All right. So tell me this about about retail health, because this is the other thing, too. It feels like retail health has taken a bigger step into health care than it ever has before. And I mean, truly, like even now with with this, I mean, we saw the primary care deals like over the last couple of years. But this post acute care deal like do you have any concerns heading into the retail health world and bringing post acute into that space?
1: No, you know, I, I think it's a natural connection. I think if you look at how, think of the way healthcare people access healthcare, the average person, you know, leaves the hospital with four to six scripts. It could be bent metal. It could be a walker. It could be for uh, a physical therapy. It could be, um, you know, home health uh, and usually some form of, uh, you know, prescription medicine. None of that's coordinated. All of it is is sort of, is sort of, drop, people are dropped into a, you know, behind enemy lines in healthcare, trying to navigate their way home. You know, our job at CareCentrics is to help people navigate through that jungle in a clear path, in a clear way. Retail is part of the system already. It's just, it's just more disjointed. But I will say that healthcare could benefit from a lot more of a retail focus, a focus on the consumer, a focus on convenience, a focus on on lowering costs. If you think about the kind of opportunities that Walgreens, Walmart, and CVS can bring, it's really a consumer-centric focus. And then if they make the right investments and and alignments and allies, like, like with CareCentrics and Village, in others, I think you're going to see a natural merger and new models will be created. I mean, the average person, again, visits the pharmacy a lot more frequently than they visit their doctor's office. How can we make that visit get a little bit more healthcare information or support or put a little bit more monitoring there? Um, you know, Village has got great outcomes co-locating their doctors in the stores. I think what we're going to do at CareCentrics is add a network of home healthcare agencies, providers telephonic nurses, and folks who are in the community helping kind of do that, d- working, working through those, that community-based coordination and re-coordination, Ma- married up with retail, with a philosophy that the consumer or the patient comes first, I think that's a system that most people would want to sign up for. It's one of the reasons why people really like their pharmacists, even though they don't like a lot of the things that happen to them in the healthcare system.
0: I love this. This deal is like the ultimate um, expression of, you know, all healthcare is local, right? I mean, it's like right That's down to the corner cool. pharmacy. I love That's it.
1: Exactly. Well, healthcare and, and very, to the home. Yeah, <laughs> What's more exactly local than that? Why shouldn't you get healthcare where it's safest, where you're most comfortable, and you've probably got a much lower infection risk? I mean, it, it's just logical. We yeah. should be delivering more care to the home. And I think you're going to see not just from care centrics and Walgreens. But that, this is going to be a massive growth market for the next 20 years.
0: I feel like the, I, I, I think that you're absolutely on to something. And I think this deal is definitely like a signal that the market is definitely headed in that direction. So thank you so much for dropping by and talking through all of the details behind it. It's nice to hear more about CareCentrics, because like I said, I'm not sure if everybody was as familiar because you. Know, for,
1: they first, should be. They thank should you. be. And
0: now they are. And so i like, but no, it's like, I, I feel like post-acute and home health doesn't have the same kind of visibility as primary care. And you know, I'm right about that.
1: It will. We are long form, sexy, cool. Yes. <laughs> you watch.
0: Hey, I'm all I am right there for it. I am right okay. there for it. All right, John, you're going to have to come back and talk to me. We'll get into like some deep healthcare stuff about like, right. yes, seriously, we definitely need to. Thank you so much for dropping by though and, and giving us the details behind this one. I totally appreciate it.
1: Delighted. Thanks for having us.
0: All right. John Driscoll, the CEO of CareCentrics, here to talk about all the exciting things as, um, what was it, long-term sexy cool post-acute care makes its way into retail health. Fantastic. I'm Jessica Damaso with WTF Health for more interviews with with the influencers and the who's who of health tech as they're changing the way that we do healthcare. Check out my YouTube channel over there at youtube.com slash WTF health. Thanks so much for joining us, John. Thank you again and congratulations.
1: Thank you. Matt. Thanks so much. Bye.
0: Bye. Hey, it's Jess. If you're looking for more news on what's going on in health tech, I've got another show airing on this channel called health tech deals. In this one, famous healthcare curmudgeon Matthew Holt joins me twice a week to weigh in on the biggest funding deals, M&A activity, and exits in health tech. Just look for episodes labeled Health Tech Deals.